up, everyone? Welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk, and today I will be going over my Week 6 predictions for the NFL season. Uh, Houston won't be here for this week's episode because uh, he has some stuff to do with his new apartment, and hopefully we can get him back for uh, next week's uh, predictions episode. Uh, that out of the way, we'll get into the predictions. And the first game that we'll start off with is the Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. And I keep this one short and sweet. Uh, the Texans have a very bad defense. They have a very bad offensive line. And they just don't match up well with Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee has a great defense line with Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, Jadavion Clowney. And I think they're going to be able to get a lot of pressure on Deshaun Watson. Uh, and I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to be able to get enough going and get enough... Uh, I guess get enough of a uh, get enough protection to uh, protect him in this game and to be able to put up points in this game. I think Tennessee's going to come after him hard. They're going to be able to create some turnovers. They are the uh, I think they they're a plus eight in turnover margin. They lead the league in that. They have six interceptions already and uh, three fu- uh, uh, three fumbles. Uh, so. I think they're going to get a couple of interceptions on the Sean Watson due to uh, the pressure they're going to get on him. And going on uh, Titans' offensive side, on the offensive side of the ball, I think Derrick Henry's going to have his best game yet. Uh, I think he's going to have over 120 yards in this game. I think uh, A.J. Brown, if Corey Davis is able to get back from COVID or Adam Humphreys, I think they're going to have a big game. But if they're not, the backups that played last week against Buffalo, I think played phenomenal for him. And I think Khalif Raymond's going to have a couple big plays in this game. He's a really good deep threat. Uh, New Smith, one of the most underrated players in this league. Uh, I think he's one of the best tight ends in this league. He's as fast as some of these wide receivers or even faster than these wide receivers. And I think he's going to have a huge game against a pretty weak linebacking core uh, with the Texans. And I just don't think this game's going to be close at all. So I got Tennessee winning 31 to 13. So we'll move on to uh, Minnesota or Atlanta, or the Falcons at the Vikings. And I think this one's going to be a close game. Uh, I got the uh, Vikings winning 24 to 23. I think the Vikings are going to be able to do what they did last week with uh, Seattle. I think they're going to be able to control the time of possession. Uh, be able to eat clock, and if they don't make stupid coaching decisions like they did last week, what they did at the what they did at the start of the second half, and what they did at the end of the game, and that going for a field goal to put you up by eight against Seattle, that would have won them the game. Uh, I think they'll I think they'll come out with better coaching. I think they're I think the Falcons defense isn't going to be able to. Uh, Control the uh, be able to get off the field. I think Vikings are going to be able to be able to push the ball, uh, eat the clock, and I think it's going to be a struggle all day for the Falcons defense and for the Falcons offense. I just don't. I think they're going to be able to score. Uh, I like their matchups in this against the Minnesota secondary, especially the young Minnesota secondary. But I just don't think they're going to be on the field enough. To be able to put up a lot of points, and I just, I just don't see uh, 
my main thing is though is Atlanta's the Atlanta's defense isn't going to be able to stop Minnesota's offense from getting off the field, and that's my main takeaway from this game. But I do think Atlanta has a shot to win this uh, if the defense steps up. But I just don't see it happening. So I got Minnesota winning twenty four to twenty three. So we'll go over to uh, Denver at New England, and we got Drew Locke is supposed to be back uh, in this game, and we get Cam Newton back in this game. And I got New England winning 17-10. to 10. I think it's going to be a slugfest of a game. I think Cam Newton's going to have to get back into rhythm, being off three weeks. Uh, same thing with Drew Locke. I think he's going to have to get back into rhythm. Uh, Denver has some a lot, a lot of injuries on the offensive end. They have a lot of deep injuries on the defensive end. And I just think that's going to be too much for them. And I think... Uh, New England has a lot more. New England has a lot more talent on both sides of the football than Denver does. But Denver is a well-coached team. They fight hard, and I think they were able to keep it close. But I just think New England's talent on both sides of the football is going to be too much for uh, for the Broncos at the moment, especially with how beat up they are without Von Miller, without Cortland Sutton. Uh, I just uh, who else do they have missed? Yeah, Melvin Gordon with his. Uh, DUI, we'll see if he actually plays. Uh, Jeremiah Tachu, who had a big uh, week one against Tennessee, uh, he's still out. So I just don't, I just don't see them really come overcoming their injuries. I think they're gonna be able to keep it close, but they're not gonna be able to pull it out. So I, I got New England seventeen to ten. So we'll move on to Cincinnati at Indianapolis. And I got Indianapolis winning 27 to 24. Indianapolis likes to keep these games close for some reason. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is going to perform well in this game, uh, but I think Colts defense is going to be able to step up at the right moments and get some pressure on uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has been getting a lot of pressure, has been taking a lot of hits, and the Colts defense has some really good pass rushers. They got Justin Houston. Uh, Taquan Lewis has been pretty solid this year. DeForest Buckner. Uh, so they're going to be able to get some pressure on Joe Burrow. And I think I can see Joe Burrow making a... Excuse me there. Uh, I think we're going to be able to see Joe Burrow make a mistake uh, here and there. And I think he's going to cost them the game. Uh, if Phillip Rivers can just not throw interceptions, uh, which I think he will in this game, I just don't think he'll turn the ball over too much. I think Frank Wright is going to be able to drop a game plan where they get Jonathan uh, Jonathan Taylor the ball, uh, allow them to eat clock, and hopefully we'll see in this game the uh, New England, or New England, the Indianapolis Colts adopt what Minnesota does and what Cleveland does. Uh, do the, uh, Have a ground and pound offense, eat the clock in this game, and take the ball out of your quarterback's hands until he can prove uh, he cannot lose it. Until he can prove he won't lose you the game. Uh, uh, Cleveland Baker Mayfield has proven he's not gonna, uh, going to lose you the game, but they, uh, like we saw last week, where Baker Mayfield kind of took over the game. Uh, Kirk Cousins hasn't proven that yet, and we'll see if. Uh, uh, we'll see if Vikings continue that because Kirk Cousins uh, kind of lost in the game last week, so along with coaching. So if the Colts can implement some of that and just take the ground and pound, take the ball out of 
uh, Philip Rivers' hands and put it and put the pressure on Jonathan Taylor and the ground game and the um, and one of the best offensive lines in the league with the Colts. Put the pressure on them to create some holes, to create some gaps, and be able to eat clock in this game. And I think Colts are going to be able to do that. So I got the Colts win 27-24. to So we'll move to uh, probably the worst game of the week, Washington at the Giants. And I got the Giants winning 13-10. to It's going to be a slugfest. Both the offenses are bottom three in the league. I think the Wa- Washington's offense is the worst statistical, statistical offense in the league. Giants are the third worst in the league. And in between them is the Jets, not surprisingly. So, this is going to be a slugfest. I think the defenses are solid on both sides. But what I see the difference is, I think the Giants have a little bit more weapons on offense. that are going to be able to put up thir- at least 13 points to be able to win this game. And I just don't see... Washington's offense moving the football at all. Uh, we I was watching a little bit of the Rams game last week, and they couldn't really move the ball. They kept going three and out. Uh, sorry about that. I got like a call during it, and it, uh, we use Anchor, and it stops the podcast when somebody calls. So uh, sorry about that. But yeah, uh, I'll, I'll wrap up the Giants game. I get the Giants uh, winning thirteen to ten. I just. I just don't see a lot of offensive uh, movement, and I think the Giants' defense is going to be able to stop them enough. And I think the Giants' offense is going to be able to uh, get enough movement to where they can score at least 13 points in this game, and I just don't see a lot from Washington's offense to say, hey, you're going to be able to score a lot of points in this game. So that that's that's my uh, reason. I just don't think Washington's offense has been so bad. I just don't see them doing much in this game. I think Giants have a little bit better weapons on the offensive end. They can be able to carry them enough to win this game. So we'll move to Baltimore at Philadelphia, and I got Baltimore winning thirty-four to twenty-four. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to do all he can, but the dude gets hit constantly. He gets pressured constantly. Uh, I think like three games, at least three games this season, he's been hit at least ten times. Uh, he's been sacked a lot of times this season, and it's like I feel bad for him. He's the he's the he's the new Andrew Luck. Uh, they're not they're not protecting him. He doesn't have weapons on offense. The only weapon he does have is uh, uh Fulgham, and I think Baltimore's gonna be able to shut him down this week. Uh. I think Carson Wentz is going to be able to carry them to 24 points. Uh, I got Baltimore winning 34 to 24. I think Carson Wentz is going to be able to carry them to 24 points, but I just don't think the. Uh, I think a lot of that's going to come in garbage time. Uh, I think the Ravens on both sides of the football are going to be able to dominate Philadelphia. Uh, the offensive line for the Philadelphia is going to get, I think, going to get dominated by uh, Baltimore's defensive line. I. Um, I think the uh, receiving core for Philadelphia is just not up to par for uh, for the uh, secondary of the Ravens, who's been spectacular this year, ex- uh, except for the uh, Kansas City game. And if you're going to Philadelphia's defense, I don't think they're going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson. I don't think it's going to happen at all. I think Lamar Jackson's going to probably have his best running game. 
or running game this season. Uh, where I can see him getting over 100 yards rushing. Uh, I can see him throwing for like 300 yards in this game. So I just, I just don't see a lot on Philadelphia, just talent-wise. And not be able to protect uh, Carson Wentz in this game. And I think Baltimore is just too talented of a team to lose to a banged-up Philadelphia roster. So, yeah, I got Baltimore winning 34-24. to So we'll move on to Cleveland at Pittsburgh. And I got Cleveland in this game. Uh, even if uh, Odell doesn't play, he got sent home with a sickness. Uh, so we'll see if he ends up playing or not. But I, I still got Cleveland in this game. I, I think the game's going to be 28-24. to 24. Uh, I think Cleveland's going to be able to control the clock. Uh, I love the Steelers' defense, but I like Cleveland's rushing attack even more. Like, that's how much I love the running game of uh, the Cleveland Browns. And what is uh, Houston? Or Houston uh, where is... Uh, Stillers defense. They're the second best rushing defense in the league. Uh and they're fa- and they're going up against let me see, the best I think the best rushing game this season. Yeah, in Cleveland. So this should be interesting. Whoever wins this battle, I think is going to win the game. And I think Cleveland's going to be able to win the battle. Uh they just have so many uh so many ways to beat you in the running game. They have so many schemes to beat you in the running game. They have really good running backs with uh Kareem Hunt with uh, Hilliard with uh, well, I forgot the uh, the new guy who came in from the uh, AAF that uh, played really good against the uh, Cowboys, but he's he's been phenomenal as well. And I just think Cleveland's gonna be able to win that matchup. I think that matchup decides the game. If Cleveland's able to get going on the ground, I think it's going to be a big key on who's going to win this game here. And I think Baker Mayfield is going to be able to limit mistakes. Uh, I think uh, even without Odell, I think he's going to be able to limit mistakes. I think the Cleveland's defense is going to be able to uh, get some pressure on Big Ben, be able to slow their passing game down just a little bit. Uh, because I got confidence in the Cleveland's uh, run, uh, run defense, but I want to see if their pass, if their secondary can hold up against this receiving core, and I think it can just a little bit or just enough. That's gonna be able to propel Cleveland to this win. So I got Cleveland winning 28 to 24. So we'll move on to Chicago at Carolina, and I got uh, I got Chicago in this one. Uh, let me think about the score here. I got 24. To 21. It's going to be a closer game, I think, than what people think. Uh, I, I really like what Carolina's been doing. Uh, they seem like they're getting on the road. They seem like they're gelling a lot. Uh, Mike Davis, the former Chicago Bear, has played phenomenal this year and in the wake of uh, Christian McCaffrey's injury. So we'll see if the Bears can stop the running uh, rushing attack of the uh, uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Bears' defense has been been a lot better in stopping the run, has manned up and be able to uh, make teams one-dimensional in the passing game uh, through these uh, last couple of weeks. And if the Bears can continue that and stop that run and force Teddy to, uh, or force Carolina to be one-dimensional and force the ball 
into into Tay Bridgewater's hands, throwing against the best secondary in football at the moment uh, with Eddie Jackson, uh, Tayshawn Gibson, Kyle Fuller, and uh, Jalen Johnson, uh, the best cornerback duo according to Pro Football Focus in the league. Uh, so if you if the Chicago is able to force Carolina to be one dimensional and play into the Chicago Bears' uh, defensive strengths. I think it's, I think that's going to win Chicago the game. I think they're going to be able to do that on Chicago's offensive end. I, I just don't like I I'm not too impressed with the offense. I think this is a game, especially against the average defense in Carolina. I think this is a game that the Bears' passing offense can get going. I think Carolina has one of the worst rushing uh one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. Uh. Where, uh, I can't find Carolina for some reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're like bottom. They're bottom ten in rushing, and uh, rushing defense. So I think the Bears are going to be able to get stuff going on the offense, especially in the run game. But I think this is a key game for the passing for the passing attack for Chicago. If they're able to gel, do stuff off the run, like do stuff off a of play action that can set up uh, some deep shots down the field. For uh, Nick Foles, and I think this is one of those games that the Bears—it's—it's it's a gelling game for them. They're—they have a lot more talent than Carolina. They—they should win this game. So this game, I think, is about gelling and getting ready for the Rams the next week. So I got Chicago winning 24-21. Uh, I think it's going to be closer than what people think, but I think this is going to be a type of gelling game for Chicago to get the offense going, get, to get Nick Foles used to the offense and get used to his receivers in this game. So we'll move on to Detroit at Jacksonville. And I don't know. Honestly, I don't know who. This one is, uh, I don't know. This one's going to be a tough one here. But, like, uh, Dem- uh, Detroit has the worst, uh, was it the worst rushing attack? They left 170 yards a game, which is awful. Uh which that is that's horrific. Uh, that's, that's that's terrible. But but I think they're gonna be able to stop. Uh, be able to hold Jacksonville to enough. I'm not too I'm not too big on Jacksonville's offensive line. Uh, at all, and their rushing attack is one of the worst in the league. So, uh, they don't, they don't even get a hundred yards per game. So. I like uh, I like Detroit just enough in this game. I think they have a little bit more talent uh, than Jacksonville. Uh, I think Matthew Stafford is going to ha- be able to have a big game this week, especially with uh, I think Ken- yeah, Kenny Do- yeah, with uh, Kenny Galladay with uh, Marvin Jones with Danny Amendola. Uh, I think they're going to be able to have a great game this week. Uh, against a very young secondary, against a very young defense in Jacksonville, and I just if if Detroit can man up on defense, if they can, and they if they can stop that running game, and they can get better against the run, uh, rushing against rushing attacks. I think uh, Detroit's defense or not defense. I think defense or Detroit's offense is going to be able to do just enough to win this game. I think that's when that's what's going to happen. So I got Detroit winning. Uh, I'm gonna go 31 to 28. I think Gordon Winchu is gonna be able to put up some points. 
against this Detroit defense. But I just think there's too many. I just think the Detroit offense is just a little bit better against a young defense in Jacksonville versus Gardner Minshew, who is a young quarterback himself, versus a uh, pretty veteran defense over and uh, over on Detroit side. So I'm just going to take the more veteran team with Detroit over the younger team in Jacksonville in this game. So I got Detroit win 31 to 28. So we'll move on. To our first 4 o'clock game, the Jets at Miami. And, yeah, I don't, this game is going to be telling, I think, on how the Jets season goes for the rest of the season. If they're able to win this game, I think they're going to be able to get some momentum, maybe get like 5, 6 wins this year. If they lose this game, I think they're going to be the number one pick in this uh, in this draft. Uh and I think Adam Gates could get fired by at least halfway point. But we'll, uh, but I got Miami. But I do have Miami in this one. I think it's going to be the latter. What I just said. I think the Jets are going to be the number one pick. I think Sam Darnold is going to get traded this offseason. And I think the Jets are going to go with Trevor. And we're going to see like a whole new Jets team by by next season. Because uh, we've heard rumors about Quentin, uh, Quentin Williams, their third overall pick from 2019. Uh, rumors about him possibly getting traded. Uh, obviously, the Sam Darnold rumors as well. So, I got Miami in this one. I'm going to go 34 to 28. I think Sam Darnold is going to be able to keep it close for the Jets. But they're so dysfunctional that I just don't. I think they're going to get in their own way in this game, and I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to have a big game in this one. I he had a huge game last week against San Francisco. Uh, he's a very streaky quarterback, so I'm going to. I, I would assume he's going to continue his streak, especially against a terrible team and a terrible uh, and, and such a dysfunctional team in the Jets. And I think he's going to be able to have another huge game. This week, so yeah, I got I got Miami just because uh, the Jets are just so dysfunctional, and I just don't I just don't see them winning a game this year, honestly. And I don't think that has to do anything with Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold is a franchise quarterback for a different team. It's just the Jets are just a terrible run organization. So I got Miami thirty four to twenty eight in this game. So we're gonna go to the game of the week. We get the Packers. At the Buccaneers. And this one's going to be a great game. you get got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And I got the Packers in this one. I really do. I think Tom Brady's going to go on a little bit of a skid here. I got the Packers winning. I'm going to go 35 to 24. I, I just don't. I, I love the secondary for Green Bay. I love it. I think it's phenomenal. I really do. And I think uh, Tampa Bay is going to play into that strength. We uh, see what type of uh, uh, offense that... I'm trying to find uh, their injury report here for Green Bay real quick. So yeah, uh, I love the the secondary for Green Bay. Kevin King is a little bit questionable for this game. Hopefully he can play but Tampa, the way they run their offense, they love to take shots down the field. 
uh, which is conducive to a lot of turnovers. And I think Green Bay is going to be able to get a pick or two on uh, Tom Brady. And I think the uh, def- uh, the defensive line for Green Bay, the Smith brothers, are going to get pressure on Tom Brady as well. I love the uh, I just love the defense of Green Bay. I think uh, Green Bay's defense has been uh, pretty solid this year. Has been pretty stout again this year. And I think a lot of credit has to go to Mike Payton. They're a top ten run defense in the league. And where is their pass defense at? Uh, yeah, so they're middle of the pack in the pass defense, but or passing yards per game, uh, and I just I really love what Mike Patton's able has been able to do and revamp that Green Bay defense, and it takes a lot of pressure off of uh, Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't have to it doesn't put the game on his back and force him to go out and win these games uh, by himself, and it allows him to you know make a mistake or two and be able to come back and not make the mistake again. Uh, and I think that's going to happen in this game. I think we're going to Aaron Rodgers makes few mistakes. If he does make a mistake, the defense is going to be able to step up and get the ball back for him, and for him to be able to score again. I just don't for Tampa. I don't. I'm not very keen on their offense at the moment. Uh, Tom Brady we seen last week against a great defensive line and a great pass rush. He got a lot of pressure. He got hit a lot. He's facing another one in Green Bay this week with the Smith brothers and. Uh, Kenny Clark should be there, so yeah, uh, they're going to be able to get a lot of pressure on uh, Tom Brady this week, and be able to cause some havoc, maybe cause a turnover or two, and on Tampa's defensive side, that secondary is not going to hold up against uh, Aaron Rodgers, that's for sure, that secondary is not going to be able to hold up at all, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have, he's looked phenomenal this year, I think this week, He's going to put himself on top or or maybe just on par with uh, Russell Wilson for the MVP conversation. I think they're going to be neck, to, neck and neck for the rest of the way. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a balling game this uh, this week. I think there's a possibility he throws for over 400 yards in this game. Uh, I'm just not – I don't like the uh, – I just don't like that passing defense for Tampa Bay at all. I don't think it's been good this year. I think they got lucky with who they played. Uh, with I think Drew Locke got injured in the game against them. They played Nick Foles. They played a banged up Drew Brees. Uh, who else are they? Who else has uh, Tampa's? What, what other quarterbacks have they played? The passing attacks. Yeah, they played Teddy Bridgewater just gelling into the offense. They played. Uh, Justin Herbert, and they didn't do well against him. Kind of the Chargers lost themselves that game, which has been the Chargers' main theme for the last two seasons. They can't stop from beating themselves. So this is the real first test this defense has against a legit quarterback. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to smoke them in this game. So I got Green Bay uh, winning 35-24 to in this one. Uh, maybe an interception or a pick six at the end. I think it's going to be close throughout, but I think Green Bay's going to be able to open it up at the end of the game. So 35-34 for Green Bay for me. So we'll move on to Sunday Night Football. The Rams at the 49ers. And I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. Uh, 
I'm just not I'm not big on San Francisco this year. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo did not look good last week against Miami. And what Miami is, I think the Rams are a better version. They're a defensive-minded team with better defensive players, with Aaron Donald, obviously the best player in the National Football League, uh, Aaron Donald is. And they got Jalen Ramsey, who... For me, it's a hot take. I don't think he's a top five corner. I think he's a top ten corner, but not a top five corner. But the Rams' defense has been phenomenal this year. And the 49ers got destroyed last week against Miami. I think the Rams are a very similar team to Miami. They're just a lot better and a lot better at a lot of positions than Miami is. Uh, better defense, better offense. I think a better offensive scheme... That allows the Rams to score a lot of points. And I think the only way the 49ers win this game is they're able to get pressure on Jared Goff and force him to make mistakes. Or they keep the game low scoring. But I don't think that's going to be able to happen. I got the Rams winning 28-20. to 20. I, think, I, think the, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be able to do a little bit in this game. I don't know how much he's going to be able to do against, the, against his defense. But I think Jerry Goff's going to play better than him. I think it's going. To, I think that's what the game's going to come down to is what quarterback plays better, Jerry Goff or Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I haven't been too fond of San Francisco's defense this year, so that's why I think Jerry Goff's going to play the better game. Uh, the Rams' defense has been phenomenal, and I think they're going to force uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to make a lot of mistakes in this game, like he did last week in, uh, against Miami. And I just don't see the 49ers' offense getting going. In this one, I really don't. I don't see that at all. So I got the Rams winning twenty-eight to twenty in this one. So we'll move on to Kansas City at Buffalo, and like I want to pick Buffalo in this one because I think Buffalo is going to be able to slow down Pat Mahomes just enough. But my gut, my uh, my guts telling me uh, to go with Kansas City on this one. So I want to go Kansas City uh, twenty. 23 to 16. Uh, I think it's going to. I think it depends on if Tredavious White plays or not. I think that's going to be a key factor. Uh, what is he listed as? Right. Uh, he's actually not even on the injury report. So Tremaine Evans is listed questionable. So we'll see if uh, Tredavious White plays. He sat out last week against Tennessee, uh, and if he plays. I think uh, Buffalo might win this game or has a lot better shot winning this game. We've seen last week where Josh Norman in the secondary got picked on against uh, Tennessee where A.J. Brown was just absolutely destroying him the whole game. And that's not going to be any different if uh, Tredavious White's out. I think Josh Norman's going to get picked on a lot. He's going to uh, get beat a lot. And... Uh, honestly, I really do think this game comes down to if Tredavious White plays or not. Uh, it depends. I can't say when 23 to 16. Uh, it could be a lot higher scoring than that. Uh, I just think Kansas City's defense uh, may uh, not more Kansas City's defense, but I think Josh Allen hasn't been able to step up in a big game yet in his career, and he has to prove that for me. For me to uh, for me to start assuming that he will, but he hasn't proved that he can step up in a big game. Last week, he didn't step up. Uh, the playoff game, he didn't step up. The New England game, 
last year that uh, decided the division. He didn't step in the, He didn't step up in that game either. So, but uh, so Josh Allen needs to learn to step up in these big games and start playing a lot better. Uh, and Pat Mahomes and I just don't see. I just don't see him doing that in this one. I really don't. I think he's going to have another lackluster game. Uh, even Kansas City's defense, even though it's not the best, uh, I think Tyron Matthew may get a pick. He's a He's a uh, ball hunter. He loves to uh, go out to the ball. He loves to try to get turnovers. And that can either be to his detriment or to his benefit. We see him give up a lot of big plays. We also see him get a lot of turnovers. And I think he might get a turnover or I might get an interception or two in this game. And we'll go on to the uh, Kansas State offensive side. I just, I think it just depends on whether Tredavious White plays or not. Like I've said multiple times already. Uh... But I think Kansas City's offense is just better than the Bills' offense. And whether the game is high scoring than what I said it was, maybe if the game gets up in the 30s or 40s. Uh, but I just don't see the Bills' offense keeping up with Kansas City's uh, offense at all in this game. So I just got, I, I just think Kansas City's just a little bit more talented than the Bills right now. So I got Kansas City winning 23 to, 20, uh, 23 to 16. So we'll move on to Arizona. And uh, Dallas, the second uh, Monday night football game. And I got Arizona winning this one. Uh, Dallas's defense has been pretty poor uh, for a lot of this season. It's been absolutely poor. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's the statistically, it's the worst, uh, let me see real quick, on the defensive side real quick. It's the, it's a, one of the worst statistical defenses. Yeah, they're like middle of the pack in uh uh, well, they, they give up the most points, is what they they give up the most point or have given up the most points. I think this year, yeah, they've given up almost twenty more points than the uh, Atlanta Falcons, who are the second most in uh, points given uh, given up by the defense. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, turnovers for Dallas. Dallas leads the. I think they uh, they have the worst. Uh, Turnover differential of the season. Uh, they're a negative eight. It's been absolutely, uh, it's been absolutely horrible what they've been able to uh, do this season in terms of turnovers. And I just don't see it being any different, especially with a new quarterback in there, with Andy Dalton. I can see a pick here or there, uh, and I just don't see uh, Dallas's defense able to stop. The Cardinals at all? I really don't. I I love the Cardinals offense. I love what they're what they've been able to do this year. Uh, they've kind of hit a slump, but they uh for a couple weeks there and their two losses. But last week they looked like they were able to get going. It, it was against the Jets, but they looked like they were able to get going and they get back into a rhythm. And I think they're going to continue that this week against Dallas. So I got Dallas. All right, I got I got Arizona winning. Uh, I'm gonna go 41 to 35. I think Andy Dalton and the Cowboys' offense is gonna be able to keep up, but I think the defense is just so weak. Or I think it's gonna be one or two options. The defense is going to either let up a lot of points, or Dallas is going to put Arizona in positions via a turnover uh, on their side of the field. 
that's going to, I think, propel Arizona in this game. Uh, the way Dallas wins this game is you uh, is you don't turn the ball over. Uh, limit limit the turnovers. Uh, play style defense. Get pressure on Kyler Murray. I think it's the big key in this game. If Dallas is able to get pressure on Kyler Murray, uh, and it maybe you can cause a mistake here and there, especially with Kyler Murray being a second year, he's still susceptible to some mistakes. So if they're able to get pressure on Kyler, I think that's going to be a huge benefit for him. But the thing, I think the main thing for this game. Uh, for Dallas is not to turn the ball over. Uh, but I just don't see that happening. They haven't proven it this year that they're able to keep the ball and not turn it over. So I got Arizona winning 41-35 uh, to 35 in this game. So thank you all for listening uh, for this to this podcast. Uh, make sure you uh, rate it on uh, wherever you listen to. Make sure you rate it. Make sure you comment. You know, good criticism. Uh, you can always criticize. Uh, I I love to accept criticism. I always love to get better at what I'm uh, what I'm trying to do and what I'm doing. So, uh, good criticism is always good. So, just make sure you like, comment, uh, and share it. With if you enjoy the podcast, make sure you share it with other people and uh, spread it. But uh, thank you all again for uh, listening, and uh, see y'all later. Bye.